Is it your turn or is it my turn? I think it is mine. I think so too. So, I told my stuffed animals about us. Welcome back, everyone, to this week of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And today we're doing a little work check in. Um, Ashley has been employed post grad for about eight months now, eight and a half. Sure. You started at the beginning of May, and it's yeah. now mid-January. Yeah. And I hit six months this week. Yay. Uh, this past week. Um, so yeah, I guess we can talk about how things have changed, like what we expected before, like where we're heading. Um, I think we're both at like a an interesting point now, right now specifically. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know how much you want to share. Um, yes, I guess I will just start monologuing. So, um, a fun listener update, I actually accepted a new position, and by the time that you all will be listening to this on Thursday, um, if you're early listeners, you should all be on the ball when we drop every Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern time, but, um, I will have one day left at my current role, so I'm going to transition from being an airplane journalist to a higher ed journalist, so I will be working for a publication that focuses on higher education, and I'll be looking into different, like, initiatives that schools can take, or institutions, I guess is the most broad term, to take to elevate student success and keep kids in school and to um, make sure that their education is serving them in the best ways possible. So I'm super, super excited about that. But it is definitely a big transition for me. I'm going to be working hybrid now. And it's just been a lot of stress and change. And also, um, I think I briefly mentioned this to you this past week, but I also got a job offer on Friday. So a couple days ago to work for a rival air cargo publication. They're like, do you want to just like pack up your life and move to London? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe. So I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I I have to send off my official rejection, but. I've been getting so many TikToks of people living peacefully in London with cute little apartments that are actually furnished, like, maximally, maximally, and I'm like, is this a sign? I know. I saw a place in the city. So the the job wouldn't be in London. It would be, like, 65 miles outside of London. Okay. Um, But there was, like, a two-bedroom apartment furnished for wow. 700 pounds a month yeah. and I was like literally shut yeah. up don't yeah. tell me that that's yeah. an opportunity for me right now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um yeah it's definitely and it was funny in the offer letter she was like also work-life balance is just so much better in Europe like it's Friday yeah, at 3 30 and nobody's in the office like are you sure you don't want to live here and I was like ah, like I literally work in DC like do you know how work-life balance sucks out here yeah. um anyways so I'm doing a big transition in my work so I guess that's my status update and then we can kind of go into it fuller but yeah very much in a different place than I thought I would be eight months into mm-hmm. my job but um where do things stand with you Yeah, um, so I just hit six months, and there's some parts where I'm still like, this is as good as the day that I joined, and some things I'm like, "Eh, not so in love with. I think, like, something that I've realized is um, the comparison between, like, working in person and hybrid and remote is just so much more nuanced than I used to think, and, like, of course, that's, like, the case with anything. Like, the more experience you get with something, like the more, like, layers there are to it. Um, But, like, I've realized, like, the coworkers that I 
really enjoy working with um, and making connections with are the ones that I see in person. Mm-hmm. And whereas like my team that I work with, none of them come in. One guy sometimes comes in and I met him once, but I haven't seen him in many months. So, and like, I feel weird being like, hey, when are you coming in next? Because um, it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, but again, like to, to my point, like it's so much harder to, and like, I know that not everyone wants to have that kind of friendship with your coworkers, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm young and new and all my friends have moved away from me so like mm-hmm. it'd be cool to like be friends with more coworkers, but it's just like it feels so like you're interacting with npcs but it's npcs that you it's like it's like those cooking games it's npcs that you really piss off <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the one thing that i'm really excited about with this new job is just to have like more human interactions and mm-hmm. just see more people like there are so many people at my company that i literally like never interacted with like, yeah. we would all be on the little company calls, and I, like, recognize their names, but I never spoke two words to them, because mm-hmm, it's, like, mm-hmm. when you're remote, like, you just don't have to talk to as many people, and I did, like, the, like, privacy of that, you know, like, there's not, you don't have to, like, update everybody on your day-to-day life, like, if I get a haircut, like, it's mm-hmm. not breaking news or anything like that, yeah. like, there is a level of discretion in who you are to these people, but it is pretty isolating and like when I'm saying goodbye to all my coworkers, I'm gonna say bye to like five people for real and like the other seven are just gonna have to like email other people now so it's, was, it's a weird I had one coworker who started in, like in my cohort at the same time as me and she quit like barely two months in and mm-hmm. she posted something on her in- and this is like a f- woman in her late 30s or maybe early 40s she posted a story on her Instagram and was like, thank you so much to all my friends at work, tags every single one of us in her cohort, and immediately unfollows all of us. No, that's so-, so chaotic. I feel like I recognize each and every one of you, but I also don't like each of you to so stay like, engaged with us, like, you. all her friends, and like, I wrote something really heartfelt back to her, and I was like, I'm really glad for, like, the connection we made, and, like, I'm mm-hmm. excited to get to know you outside of work, and she hearted and was like, me too, and then unfollowed all of us, and I was like, oh my god! Never mind. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I remember what I was gonna ask you. Um, are, well, okay, because, as we know, your father frequently changes jobs. <laughs> do you, how do you feel, like, do you feel like people expected that of you? Like, does it feel weird if that's the case? Like, what, what's just open-ended? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm definitely my father's daughter in a lot of ways, and especially when it comes to work. So for those of you not familiar with King Jack, DJ Jack, um, he's a man who really loves change and, like, loves to have new avenues of work or, like, new projects. Like, this man is always trying something different and I love that for him but it does create um an instability when it comes to like his job life not like he can't get jobs or anything like that but it does like he's just always trying to find something new and we're like Jack calm down like find a place that will offer you enough change like he worked at Amazon for a long time but not like in the same role at Amazon he was just kind of bouncing around and so that's something that like I'm really thankful that I got to witness and be like okay Apple does not fall far from the tree like the best Mm -hmm. next step for me is always going to be a larger organization that I can move around in because that is something that I am going to be more drawn to it definitely was scary like 
you're not supposed to quit your job eight months in and <laughs> like find something else, especially post-grad, like in order to demonstrate to employers that you are a consistent, reliable hire, you're supposed to get, you know, like a year plus at every job, like optimally longer. Yeah. And so that is a conversation that I've had to have with my parents where they're like, you can't keep job hopping after the first couple. Like it can take you a while to find the perfect place and nobody's mm-hmm. going to like write that off, especially if I move. Um, so I don't feel like too much pressure to find my forever place, but it is something that like, okay, now that I've made my second job transition or my first to second job transition, I do need to kind of figure out like what do long-term goals look like for me and where can I find a place that will be able to meet my need for change or desire to have something new, um, but also not look terrible on my resume. Like I am a job hopper. So it is a tough balance in something that I'm thinking about. Um, But I'm feeling pretty good about this next step. So hopefully we'll see. It was scary to my parents, like, because it is DC based, the idea of me staying in DC. Mm. So that was also something that I really had to think about. But I also know all of my friends have committed to this first job for a good 18 months to two years sort of situation. So I don't feel too scared about it um, because everybody else is kind of at the same position where they're like, I'm going to stay for a while and then I'm going to be mindful about what I'm doing next. So, um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about being in LA do you still feel like this is the role for you the location for you um I don't know but I'm also not super pressed to like figure that out like a few months ago I was like I need to I need to either change or like figure something like where else I'd rather be and right Mm -hmm. now I'm like "Mm, I'm not like in love with everything but I don't feel super like restless to like have that figured out like it's fine that it's not where I want to be permanently. Um, I guess, well, hmm. I was, like, bouncing off of that. Like, I think it's interesting. Like, I mean, like, in so many ways, we, like, are influenced by whatever our parents did. Like, growing up, like, mm-hmm. my dad never left a job. It was always him getting laid off, like, due to, like, the recession or, like, mm-hmm. them being, like, you're an old man and we have youngsters coming in and they're smarter than you. So, like, mm-hmm. I literally, like, I think for so long, I was always like, mm, and I, a lot of people have this mindset where it's like, the first thing you do is the thing that you have to do forever. Like, mm-hmm. I watched my dad, like, he's always been in literally the, the same exact industry in the same pocket. Um, he was at Microsoft, and then he went to a different software engineering company, and then he went back to Microsoft, um, switched teams a bit, went to a different um like software engineering company went back to Microsoft switch teams a bit but like he's been doing like the same thing and every time again like it's been like it wasn't his choice to leave Mm -hmm. um so I think for me like it's taken unlearning to be like it's okay if I'm not thrilled to be doing something um and even then like I, I like when I was home over break I talked to him about like what's it like switching teams and like what prompts you every time and like a lot of times yeah it's like dynamics or like if there's something he's more passionate about and he told me like you should never like ask to leave because you don't feel fit where you currently are it should be because you have more to offer elsewhere Mm. um which has made me a little uh, because I'm like uh I don't really have anything to offer anywhere (laughs) no (laughs) self-deprecation on the pod (laughs) Okay, no, it's different to self-deprecate your personhood versus your assets to capitalism. Okay. Fine, but also not true. Yeah, so yeah, we're no, gonna, I know what you mean, but, like, 
Yeah, I'm like, I don't know, like, I, well, it's not that I, like, don't have anything to offer, but I'm just, like, I don't know what additionally I would have to offer one place over another. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, just, like, looking whatever. at it on paper. Yeah, I think for me, like, I don't know, there's so many, like, I'll get notifications from LinkedIn that are, like, this place is hiring, and there's so many jobs that sound so much cooler, but they never pay what I would like them to pay. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> something I was joking about the sex appeal of my jobs because my current role, I get to travel a lot. And that was even mm. something like as I was thinking about resigning, they were like, can you start booking flights to go to these different places? Like, we want you to be in Nashville. We want you to be in South Africa. Like, we want you to, like, start planning to be here. And I'm like, damn, that's mm. so sexy. Like, that's a great role. But it's not sexy. <laughs> And that's fine, but it's stable. Like, everyone's yeah, going to yeah. want that, you know? And I think that's, like, the hard thing to find a job where you're like, I'm excited about this. I'm passionate. Like, I had a conversation with my dad where he's like, are you sure that this is the right thing that you want to do? And I was like, I don't feel proud of my work right now. Mm. And that's something that's always been really important to me is, like, I don't think I write bad stories, but I don't, like, wake up every morning and I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, mm. the 747 just rolled out of the factory yeah. and Everett. Like, thank you, Queen of the Skies. You know, like, I just don't yeah. have that same passion for it. And I think in this next role, like, that was something that I was looking for. It's like, I want to feel proud of my work and, like, share yeah. it a lot and say this is something that's really important to me. But that's not, like, a tangible factor and it doesn't always pay the bills. You know, I did take mm. a pay cut in this new role because it, you know, the market for journalists is bad like it's just not a great industry to be in yeah. but there is something about finding a nice stable happy you know I was yeah. joking with Haley like her job's not super sexy either oh, she, she can't talk about it a lot of times because it's yeah. client work but it's stable like they're never just going to be like you know what we don't want consultants anymore like right. we don't want PR anymore I think so. um okay I remember my main point so maybe I'll piece it together as I'm talking but like um I think a lot of the time like it's like nobody's going to have a sexy job right off the bat like so many of these mm -hmm. roles that we actually want are like five years of experience please mm -hmm. um and that's when you get to the point where and like we get so much pressure like in college like from whoever that's like oh what's this next thing and they like expect something really grand but it's like we're realistically like jobs don't want it's getting harder and harder to like get jobs in the sense that like everyone wants someone more qualified yeah so like yeah like LinkedIn has been notifying me of like jobs in like the music industry like music business or like mm -hmm. in like cosmetics marketing and those are all things that have like piqued my interest for a while but like all well first of all I mean music's the one that's not gonna pay but um <laughs> but, like cosmetics industry like they're like oh we want someone with like five years of marketing experience but it's entry level and I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. But, <laughs> and that's the case with like so many things. It's like, what do I you know. want? Yeah, that's something I just like ignore those now. I just apply yeah. for mid-level jobs. Um, a lot of the time it's just like a feeder. That was something, even when I was applying for jobs straight out of school, I was like, dad, as somebody who hires people, will you hire somebody who has less than five years of experience, even if you post it? And he's like, absolutely. Like, that's really mm -hmm. just sort of a a meter for us to mm -hmm. gauge but that's not real like if you're the right fit for it the other thing that I was going to say is like I feel like you get your sexiest job after you've been somewhere long enough that you kind of get to invent your role like when mm -hmm. you get to decide yeah. what you add to the company or sort of what your niche is and I think that's something that also just comes with time um so it's just knowing those building blocks of how you can get to that place or like what kind of skills you want to develop to eventually be able to establish 
your perfect role because I do think like very rarely you're just going to find that on paper, like where the LinkedIn description is like, yes, this is everything that I've been looking for. Like it's going to Mm -hmm. take some of your own individual flair. And that's why we hire candidates, not resumes. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think to all our listeners out there, it's okay if your job isn't that sexy, you are sexy. And that's what makes the job. Maybe you're just the one who doesn't think it's sexy because like a month and a half ago, I was like, at this party and everyone else was a theater kid and me and my coworker were insurance brokers and I was like embarrassed like someone was like oh like what do you do for work and I was like I was like no it's embarrassing I'm not gonna tell you and I Mm -hmm. did he's like wait that's so much cooler well first of all he was like I like don't like hanging out with other theater people like I want to be with other like meet other kinds of people but I was like no like it's it's boring like I said like I, I mean like not that like what I'm not that I think my work is boring, but like on paper, if you, like it's it's not right. glamorous. Like you sit at a desk, you write emails, you call, make phone call, you know. But mm-hmm. he was like, no, like that's so wildly different from what we're doing. So like, like to him, that was very appealing. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting because usually people yeah. are like ah insurance. Um. So yeah, it's it's one one man's trash is another man's treasure. Said Macklemore. Exactly. But it's your LinkedIn bio yeah um what have you learned in your six months that you would want to share with the public well the things that i've learned uh are hard to explain outside of the industry so okay but like life lesson wise um yeah human connection can't be replaced by anything mm-hmm. um depends on the okay what i will say figure out what you want in a company mm-hmm. um i think a lot of people care more about their role or whatever than the actual company but like that's going to affect your role mm-hmm. um so like i know for me i was like i want a company that shares my values that like values work life balance um Ironically, it does, but my team doesn't necessarily, so, um, but yeah, I, like, figure out, I don't know, a lot of people, especially in, like, Christian circles, are like, make a list of what you want your future husband to be like, no, make a list of what you want your future company to look like. Yeah. And also, like, things come in seasons, like, I know that right now I'm like, ugh, but, like, that's not gonna last forever, because I didn't always feel like this, and, um... Also, um, I think in whatever metric you can, I'm, like, a big journaler or whatever, but, like, if there's another method that works, like, keep track of just, like, how you feel and what you've been doing, because then you can look back and be like, oh, I've actually made a lot of progress. Like, um, I don't know, like, I feel like recently people are like, oh, I got into this car crash, like, what can I do? And I'm like, well, this is what I know, where, where like, six months ago, I'd be like, fuck if I know, why are you asking me? <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, that's all good things. I would piggyback um, on the, like, pick a company that shares your values as well, because I think something that I was really looking for is just a company that's going to mentor me and, like, give me opportunities to learn. And I ended up leaving because they wanted me to step into a management role, and I just didn't feel comfortable doing that this early in my career. Like, I really did want to be taught and, like, breathe life into, and that's something that, like, is going to be worth more in the long run to me I think than like the dollar amount or whatever they can give me um 
that I would say learn how to write a good email. Like you, if you're going to be writing a lot of emails, just like learn what format feels like you, but it's also professional. I've heard of a friend who was trying to get network connections and he like couldn't get anybody to email him back because he couldn't email well enough. Like learn how to send an email. It's really not that hard, but it will take you very far. You should have learned how to email years and years and years ago. I know, but in college, it's different. Uh, well, I don't even remember. I guess I was doing more. I wasn't emailing, like, normal people. Well, I don't know. I don't really remember anything anymore, actually. (laughs) Yeah, finding time to plug off, unplug from your work, and finding people who you can vent to about work that are not work people. I think people finding that work-life balance can also be hard, where it's like, I want you to understand what's going on, but also, like, don't tell your coworkers everything. Like, they are your friends, but also they do also report the same HR you do. So, like, set healthy boundaries there, or, like, find people who are your, like, four-lifers before you really get into that sort of situation. Um... Yeah, and, like, just because you're friends at work does not ma- ma- mean you will be friends outside of work. Yeah. Like, one, yeah, that's meaning okay. you don't have to be friends with everyone, but also, like, in corporate America, we do still, like, no matter how, like, raw and authentic your company is, like, we still have to, like, go through this filter of professionalism. And so, like, I found, like, a lot of people, I really like how, who they are at work, but then once we hang out outside of work, I'm like, you're a jerk. Yeah. Um, and I think I've said that, like, on seven episodes. <laughs> But, like, yeah. No, that's like, true. Like, people are different outside of work. Yeah. Um. Or I've worked with people who will be really two-faced. Like, they'll say, like, shit about the manager to you. And then as soon as they start talking to the manager, they're like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Like, thank you so much. And I'm like, I don't vibe with that. Like, keep it real with me. Like, either don't tell me that you feel this way or be real. <laughs> be FFR. Also, about work-life balance, like, not only is that going to affect you, but that affects the people around you. Like, honestly, I think, Mm -hmm. like, the most miserable people to be around at work are the ones who have no work-life balance and have no boundaries there. Like, the people who can't step away from the computer. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that seeps through. Like, they're always cranky. Like, they're not getting sleep. Like, they, like, and I'm just like, you're such a buzzkill. Like, have some fun, please. Um, (laughs) I do want to talk about, like, because, I mean, now, like, especially in the digital age, like, there's a, a lot of, like, viable jobs that are not corporate at all. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, open-endedly, like, thoughts on that? Like, do you see that as, like, a path for you? Like, what's... Yeah. Um, I think those kinds of jobs, I am very scared about filing taxes as a business independently. Mm. Like, that is something that worries me the most. Even when I was doing, like, a, like, quote-unquote photography business in high school, I was like, shoot, like, I don't know how to pay taxes or, like, file an LLC. Like, I think there are a lot of um, barriers and tape that people should know about before they try and become an independent business because that is, I don't know, just legally the IRS will come after you. Um, I do think it's great. I think people don't realize how much work it takes like you don't get as much work-life balance when you are an influencer or you're a contract worker in some way like I think about like freelance graphic designers or journalists like you are very much at the disposal of a lot of people's time that is off the normal clock time so you have to really balance like you can't just work a nine-to-five by yourself like you have to be more flexible in those I think it's great if you can do it and you can do it well and it makes money for you because some people are really good and they can make great contract money. But um, for me, 
I find a lot more security in like being a slave to corporate America and getting my holidays off and things like that. Yeah. So no, I've been thinking about it a lot recently and I'm like, as much as like specifically like being an influencer, like how much freedom that gives you like vocationally at the same time, mm-hmm. like that'd be kind of miserable. Cause like you just have to capture everything. Yeah. And like anytime I like make a TikTok of me, like making dinner or whatever, I'm like, this is so much work. And I'm sure like, with time you get better at it as with anything but I'm still like I still want like the moments to myself and like yeah we've talked before about like how everything's getting filmed and it's Mm -hmm. like that can be exhausting like it really takes away from like the quality of the moment but then also like inherently like the nature of that job like people don't show you the downsides and I think like a lot of people are like I mean even like in college like there's that one girl who just like dropped out to go be an influencer in Florida with no background. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, don't do that. Like most successful influencers, like were influencing on the side of their day job. And then when they got to a point where they could stably just be an influencer, they quit their day job. But like, right. Yeah. It's like a lot of times, like, because I mean, social media, a lot of the time centers around like the highlights and like, these are the prettiest parts of this, like whatever you're capturing. A lot of times people don't really, think about the downsides to that job Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a lot more unstable I mean even now like in the last few years like we've seen like the fall of like the it girls of social media and like Mm -hmm. people because like it's so saturated and so like before people were like oh this is like stable because I can do it in my own house like social media is thriving and everyone can find their own niche but it's like that's not necessarily the case Um, yeah but I do feel at war because I do hate capitalism and corporate America and I feel Mm -hmm. bad that I'm feeding into the system but at the same time like we kind of just have to play the game yeah I also wonder how much people's creativity gets stifled because they have Mm -hmm. to be producing so much I think Mm -hmm. about like there's this lady that I follow on TikTok who makes salads every day and I'm like Mm -hmm. when do you run out of salads yeah like when do you stop having fun making salads every day like when does it become a job in that sense versus like a source of income the other thing is like if you really, 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 really want to be good at influencing, not just making like 70k a year or something like that, you have to have so mm-hmm. many revenue streams. Like you have to keep up your YouTube channel. You have to be doing it on Instagram. You have to be doing yeah. it on TikTok. You have to go to all these Merch. events. Like the D'Amelio family, yeah. like the girls are producing music. They have the TV show. That, like Charlie's got a perfume line. She was on Dancing with the Stars. Like you have to be hustling every single gig to like keep up the money and to keep yourself relevant and I I think it's just a lot of work that people don't realize like how much thought goes into it like you might have one video go viral but that has no guarantee like people don't have to stick around for you and so I think Mm -hmm. you know there's so many actors that we see like they were really successful child actors on like one tv show and they've never booked anything since and it's like that's Mm -hmm. just the name of the game like being popular can only take you so far like you really do have to keep hustling and when you think about the kardashians right like they have their show and that's been doing great but to keep making more money they have to keep doing they have to invent different things to stay relevant and you know it's just it's a lot of work and it is a big lifestyle change and it's a big financial decision to say i am going to be at the mercy of the public to like Mm -hmm. fund my life i don't it's it's a huge commitment and i don't think people realize i mean like corporate america you're at the whims of your corporate overlords so like yeah. i guess it's but they're not gonna cancel ends. you in- <laughs> <laughs> That's um, true. but also like yeah a thing like 
we only see the most viral, most popular content, and we don't even notice, like, a lot of times, unless, like, I don't know, sometimes my algorithm on YouTube will be like, here's this video that came out a day ago that has 10 views. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. hmm, how'd you find that? But yeah, it's like, we don't even see, like, the micro-influencers or whatever. Like, we're only seeing the big, like, top dogs. And Mm -hmm. people don't realize, like, it takes stepping stones to get there. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, I think about, like, the beauty industry and, like, like... James Charles didn't always have millions of followers, you know. Um, Emma Chamberlain's house wasn't built in a day, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But yeah, and also like, that's why I kind of liked when they would do like, oh, reacting to my first ever video, because it's like, yeah, the camera quality was shit, and they were just like, how I put my bun, how I put my hair in a bun, and it's like, okay. But yeah, they literally all started from there. It's like, they didn't start out being like, Here's um, a cut crease sunset eye look with a bold lip. Yeah. Okay, right now, are you a corporate slayer or a corporate, fl- a corporate flop? I would say I'm just a corporate, right? I'm a corporate okay. transition. I'm a, I'm a corporate reg. Mm-hmm. What are you? Um, I think I'm either a corporate flop in a sea of corporate slays or I'm a corporate slay in a sea of corporate flops. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. No, that's real. Like, I think that I, if it was just me, I think I'm slaying. But if you ask other people, they'd probably, like, flop. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, my new coworkers probably think I'm a corporate slay. My old mm-hmm. coworkers definitely think I'm a corporate flop. So Something else that I've learned in the six years, and then we can hop in. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay if that, if, if things take you... If it takes a while for you to learn things. Like, for Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, it's only been six months. Of course I don't know this. But then, like, my coworker will be like, you've been here for six months. You should know this. I'm like, um, but yeah, um, give yourself grace. Like, it's, like, with every job, even if it is in your industry, like, you're still going to have to learn the way things work. Like, you have new systems that you're working with. And you have to adjust to people's working styles and whatever. And it's just Mm -hmm. a whole new environment. That's probably why I'm stressed. That's why I'm sick. It's because I'm stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, give yourself grace. Ask more questions than you think you need to. That's one thing. Like, Mm -hmm. when you are new, you get so much grace when it comes to asking questions. Like, be stupid as much as you want to be. Um, Mm -hmm. Also have grace for other people. Because we all thought that our boss was being annoyed at us for asking questions. And then we found out she had an infant. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yes. Um, And I would also say, like, meet people across departments as much as you can like get to know the accounting people get to know the marketing people like say hi it will make your life easier and they will treat you better because you say hi and are nice to them so but that's also just like a rule of life like say hi and be nice to people as much as you can someone said that we should do dnd alignments with our stuffed animals um which like Here's the thing. If we include all the manatees, we're at nine stuffed animals. Yeah, true. Um, I kind of feel bad about, like, promoting my manatees because I definitely only consider one of them sentient. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess Mia is a webkin, so she, like, very much has her own life, which is why I was Uh able to, like, come up with so much for the tag yourself. Because I was like, she's she's a real person. Uh is a webkins game that is, like, weird mahjong. Like, it's, it's, okay, the only thing it has in common with Mahjong is tiles. But, like, it's it's really hard to explain. Even when people are watching me play and I explain it, they don't get it. But all the sea animals are in it. 
as tiles, which means there's a Mia tile. There is a Mia tile. That's so good. Yeah. I think that Seth has become jaded through all of his trauma, so he's probably, like, lawful evil. Oh, my God. I think Squish is chaotic good because he literally Mm -hmm. gets thrown in a microwave to help people. That's true. I think that um, weighted Eeyore is true neutral. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I can't tell if Oliver being a cowboy would make him chaotic or lawful. Like, is he the law of the Wild West, or is he the Wild West? Maybe he's neutral, then. Mm-hmm. True neutral. The cow. Oh my gosh, my grandma called me, and she was like, does your steer need a friend? <laughs> so I don't know if I'm getting another cow, but the fact that she called him a steer is so cute. I know. Uh, um, do you know your pop culture moment of the week? Uh... Uh, oh, Taylor Swift performed at the 1975 concert. Yes, I saw that. Um, oh, I had to confess insane. this to Haley the other day. I did not realize Matt Healy and the 1975 were the same person. The same thing. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> it's okay. Haley thought that TV stood for television, not Taylor's version. Yeah, no, and that's real. Um, I was going to say Miley Cyrus Flowers oh has God, been yes. killing so me. Good. Um, also, the LSU Tiger Girls just performed at the National Championship yesterday, and if any of you remember the LSU Tiger Girls, like, a boy performance from last year, it was freaking crazy, an act of feminism, and this year they come back with Beyonce in heels. You should definitely go watch it. Just went on YouTube. So, so, so good. Love the LSU Tiger Girls, but, um, I think the U.S. won Miss Universe, which is funny, because she did. I feel like we don't win that, because it's, We like, normally don't. We, yeah. Yeah, and she's half Philippine, which is super yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, France! Sorry. <laughs> I love that video. <laughs> Canada! <laughs> um, oh my god, okay. Phoebe Bridgers and the whole fiasco. Um, well, I'll just say, I'm not believing anything until either Phoebe or Paul Mescal says something. Absolutely. Um, but also, I mean, well... Um, the airport pictures? Uh, however, should we give it a rest because she's in bereavement? Probably. Should we give it a rest in general? Yes. Um, but also, like, people see Paul Mescal with Daisy Edgar Jones all the time. They're like, oh, haha, they're a throuple, blah, blah, blah. And no one ever is like, he's cheating. But then as soon as Phoebe's out with a dude, they're like, she must be cheating. So. It's sexism. Um, Love Island UK winter season is starting. I think it's it's either this week or next week. Um, and there's a girl named Anime. It's like it's Anna hyphen May, but like she literally says it like Anime. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I have. Other than sports things, we watched the Chargers mm. game last night. My and just company it it, uh, sponsors the Jaguars. I don't know why. Oh. Um, That's awkward. Yeah. I also have things to say about that off the record. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep moving then. Um, emoji of the week? Uh, I Okay. I don't remember. I can't remember what I said last week because it might. I don't know if it, I, I'll be saying the same thing. I think you said a cat emoji. Oh, okay. Like one of the um actually you know what? I okay, I haven't used this very much, but I really 
like the ballet slippers. Like, I think that will be a new thing. That's cute. Um, I'm going to say the sparkle emoji mm-hmm. or the cowboy emoji. You're a cowboy like me. Yeah, exactly. I have the, like, bandaged heart in mm-hmm. my recents because I literally just sent it to a friend and I, like, have not ever used that emoji. So I think it's funny that it's up there. Um, I do have a lot of hearts in my emojis this week, which, as I mentioned last week, is a good sign. That means things are going well for me if I have a lot of heart emojis. That's good. Thank you. Um, I realize I, like, have no room to, like, shit talk people who are, like, getting their heiress tickets for, like, so much money because I literally also have to buy a plane ticket on top of that. (laughs) True, but you can fly into whatever airport you want, baby. I'll come pick you up. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's what okay. if you picked me up from LAX? <laughs> uh, no, but you can pick me up from LAX on That's April. True. Tw- actually, you can't. It's the middle of the work day. What have your stuffed animals been up to? That's a really good question. Not much, as per usual. Um, I have been sleeping on. So I normally sleep on the left side of my bed. Um, Mm -hmm. bed left like stage left yeah but um I've recently been sleeping on bed right to like even out my mattress um (laughs) and so they have been on the other side of the bed which has been interesting because I'll like get in bed and I'll go oh shoot I have to like roll over and so it's like a whole like nightly routine Mm -hmm. to push them to the other side um so it's been an adjustment for all of us I um Friday night I talked in Seth and and OG Eeyore, but mm-hmm. then forgot to tuck in the other two Eeyores, and it wasn't even like I was, like, too tired. Well, I kind of was, but, like, I, it's not like, like, I did everything else that I do to, like, wind down the night, and I mm-hmm. woke up in the morning, and they're, like, not in bed. I'm like, oh my gosh. How did I do that? <laughs> so. It's been really nice. I, I'm still doing dry January, and, like, coming home at 1am and just being like stone cold sober it's been really nice to like do my nightly routine and be like i remember every single part of this and i will remember tomorrow morning when i wake up like i will be fine so uh going out and being sober still not my favorite thing but coming home and being sober some of the best less chaos i was gonna break dry january because i was like so upset this week but i didn't Mm I'm proud of you. Um, probably because I'm sick, but also I got kombucha, so I'm like, that's fine. I was literally, I was in Whole Foods because my parents got me this gift card during Thanksgiving, and I'm still using it because mm-hmm. I, like, didn't start using it till like, last week. And I had bought my favorite popcorn. Um, I'm, I'm going to gatekeep because I don't want the girlies selling it out. Not that we're going to sell it out, but, like, um, fine. And it's so fucking good. I could eat it all in one sitting. So I got that, and I got some kombucha, and I was like, well, I've been sad this week. I deserve a treat. I'm, like, walking around looking for something, and I'm like, this is my treat. Like, what am I on? That's so funny. I was telling Haley, like, after we finish recording this, I'm going to CVS down the street. I have to buy shampoo, but I'm going to reward myself with a treat. So stay tuned as to what I end up purchasing. Um, Yeah, I think that's everything. Did you prepare a an ending for us this week um i might because i might be about to sneeze and that would be great but i think it's gone now because i've spoken oh i'm so sorry a chew um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh 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 closing words is that we 
Now I have a few quizzes up on our Instagram. Our yeah. Instagram is Stuffed Animals Pod. It's in the description, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we have a which host are you quiz. We have a which you are you quiz. We have a which manatee are you quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, give us more ideas if you have any. Or if you want to send us pictures of your stuffed animals, you can send it to our Instagram. We'll post them. Um yeah yeah (laughs) see you next week